0: Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks Oh, welcome back to Measuring Flicks, I'm Max Peterson I'm Bird. I hated that <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm gonna let it stand Ladies and gentlemen, if you were curious as to what John Constantine drinks, you can find out in a trade paperback called Neil Gaiman's Midnight Days. I had to go and look. I thought it was in a volume called Rare Cuts, which it's not. It's in a weird Neil Gaiman collection.
1: And you consider yourself a Neil Gaiman fan.
0: I know. I can't believe I misremembered. I knew the issue had been written by Neil Gaiman and drawn by Dave McKean. I knew those things. I just didn't know which trade paperback of my 200 trade paperbacks it was Fake nerd girl. I know. Fuck. (laughs) Um, I did find out another thing for the listener. Uh, Grant Morrison has written at least two issues of uh, Hellblazer, both of which are in rare cuts. So here's what John mm. Constantine drinks. Quote, unquote. This is his exact drink, according to Neil Gaiman, in his issue of Hellblazer. It is a straight Gordon's and ice. Gordon's gin. You know what? Yeah. Under Underrated gin, though. James Bond drinks it, too, in the Vesper. It's true. Two measures of Gordon's, one of vodka. I don't think I...
1: Drink it straight though. Gordon's? Yeah.
0: It's a little bit rougher. It needs, it needs, I think you're right. I think Gordon's I'd, needs I, a little something. As a mixer, in. yeah. I would, I'd be fine with even cocktail a cocktail gin. Yeah, for sure. Even a gin and tonic. But Ooh. on its own, that might be a little abrasive, but that's. My, it's
1: John Constantine. It works <laughs> for Constantine,
0: you know, two packs of cigarettes a day. You probably oh. can't taste anything now but Gordon's. He'll be drinking. <laughs> 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 uh, oh. Um Poor guy. So. When he, he when he it's, a, it's about the same time that he blows the smoke under the glass and traps the the he traps the spider under mm-hmm. his scotch glass and then blows smoke under there and says, Welcome to my life, which is gnarly. It's such a dick. But then um this is when Angela shows up and she's like, I need mm-hmm. you to help me because some weird shit's going on, kinda.
1: And you keep showing up and you keep You keep popping into my life for some reason. And you
0: pointed something out about this, Mm -hmm. which I love. Go ahead, take it. He
1: sarcastically says regular kismet. like He knows that it's not coincidence. He knows the difference between coincidence and synchronicity.
0: One of the most crucial elements of a magical practice is training yourself to notice synchronicities. So Constantine saying regular kismet in a sarcastic way Mm -hmm. is doubly shitty because he knows that it actually is right you know he's like the reason that we keep bumping this is a synchronicity he knows
1: that she keeps popping in his
0: life for a reason he just doesn't want to deal with because her. he's got his own shit yeah he's got he's dying of lung cancer he doesn't want to deal with this fucking cop right you know <laughs> and her dead suicidal co- uh, cri- uh a mental patient that killed herself that's just crazy <laughs> like come on dude these lines are- i
1: know he's just like poking her in the wound <laughs> <He> like <laughs> wants her
0: out of his apartment yeah. so bad and he's such a ass so this is that great shot that I fucking love. He She goes, okay, look, clearly you don't want me to be here. Maybe <laughs> you could point me in the right direction. He goes, sure. And he picks up his glass and points to the door. And she's like, wow, you're a bastard. So she w- leaves the apartment. And as she closes the door, we hear like, f- like a bunch of flying Wings. things. Yeah. And we see Constantine look up and we get this, it's a genius camera move. I think you were the one who, we both mm-hmm. at the same time were like, oh, oh. Make it out, make it out. So the camera swings off him. In, it starts swinging in a circle. We're going to mm-hmm. do an almost 360. We hit the windows and we see demons pouring by outside in the night. And mm-hmm. the camera keeps swinging, panning, 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 panning.
1: Through the interior of the apartment. Right, because yep. he has- Towards
0: the door. He has windows. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it spins towards the door. And as we reach the door, we see Constantine disappearing out of it and slams and the door it behind closing. him. Yep. And it, oh. it is all just, dude, so it's slick. like pop, 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 pop. It's like the there's a tempo to it that's just perfect, just utterly perfect. It's so good, man. (laughs) I know you look like you're you know they you know they like ran this
1: choreography over and over and over to get the timing just right and right. Oh, it pays off.
0: It does. Does just it so does it's perfect. Um, and then when he this is where we get him finally being like, I'm going to have to work with her. Yeah.
1: He's like, God damn it! I gotta, I can't not. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like, she's gonna be killed by a bunch of demons if I don't do something right. here. So she, he starts talking to her about the the balance, and there's mm-hmm. a war between heaven and hell, and it's fought. She's on like, Earth. sure, whatever. I don't believe in the devil. Uh, oh,
1: that line! You yes,
0: he believes in you. So we went to look that up to, you know, like what Milton poem is that out of? What, uh, you know, is which Shakespeare play is this? It may still be
1: a spin on something.
0: But as far as we could find in our research, that line. Or like one minute of research. I did a couple minutes. I paused it and I looked around. I'm pretty good at searching for shit because I've been doing the show for a while. And Thanks, I'm, Google. I'm actually I have an English degree, so I'm pretty good at spotting this sort of shit. And I went around and I I looked. As far as we can tell, the that line originates in this movie. That so good. This is a this is a really good script, man. Like especially Constantine's lines. Um so they're attacked by demons in broad daylight. So she's forced to recognize what's going on. Yeah. So Constantine, they go back to her place. Or no. Yeah. They go back to her place. Is it her place or his place? Oh, yeah. Because she has the cat. It's her cat.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. He, she's like, um, the, well, she he, has he said Isabel's stuff well, at he, her house.
0: Yeah. And he says, you're. Sh- so after they defeat this, like, army of demons in the street with his like spit yeah, of the sh- what is that maybe it's like a chunk of the shroud of turin or like a famous cloak from a pilgrim. it's some
1: sort of like magicy shit
0: right and i love that his magical tool until he builds the shotgun which almost to me feels like a producer's note like we need to give him a gun we yeah, need to- it's it turns into an action film but this is after the Matrix. It feels too. kinda Hellboyish. Near the very end. I agree. That the gun. His specifically. Yeah. yeah. yeah His, that
1: like where that you know the scene in Hellboy where he has those special
0: bullets. Yeah, crack the like, pin first and yeah, But I love all that. It's like shit holy water,
1: too. blessed by so and so. That's perfect like,
0: for Hellboy, but it doesn't quite Land in in Constantine. It's a little clunky. It is a touch it's ostentatious, which he
1: he is not. This character is
0: not. No, personally, I love the like blessed brass knuckles. The holy brass knuckles yes! are fucking awesome. Oh my god! For me, the gun is a step too far. Yeah, but I love that all of his other um, occult weapons. It's like screech beetles in a matchbox mm-hmm. or a piece of cloth. I think it's what it's meant to be. Is like a piece of cloth. You know how um uh, all Catholic churches have the bone of a saint. In their Relics. altar, yeah, re- yeah. It, they're called reliquaries. Yeah, it's a thing where you put like a yeah. So like mm-hmm. maybe this is a a chunk of Saint Thomas Aquinas's robe, and when it burns, it burns. You know, like the holy light Ruiz from the, something. Yeah, yeah, but like all of his occult tools and weapons are right. It's like one of those other occult details. Like you're you're not fighting these forces with like guns and knives. You're fighting them with. This blessed a piece
1: of their hair and
0: yeah, or garlic. like, or maybe like it's a talisman, but it's a talisman made from like the fact that he's doing rituals. Like, I need something that belonged to her. Oh, this will be perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a cat. Uh, we need. Oh wa- my
1: god, that line. Half yeah. in, half out. Anyway, cats
0: are good. They're half in, half out. Anyway, I love the uh oh, hell beasts. Yeah, water's good. It's a universal conduit. Like all the stuff that he's saying all has real true roots in occult thought, theory and practice. This yeah. is not Hollywood magic. This is real magic shot by Hollywood people. It's
1: not Harry Potter magic. No, this is yeah.
0: this is how like
1: this, real magic works. Yeah, yeah, this is
0: what the occult scene looks like. It's so cool, dude. It's so cool to see on screen. I think that's what part of why I keep coming back to this again and again is the familiarity of it. You're like, mm-hmm. I've I mean I've never put my put my nice shoes in a bucket of water but I've done stuff adjacent to what he does in this mm-hmm. movie and you're like fuck I've probably read the book that they got that shit out of and it makes you feel kind of cool like you're on the in club mm-hmm. you're the, in the in club or yep. whatever.
1: you're like oh I'm reading the same books
0: dude that cat hell ritual is so good I love when he's like I'm going to need you to leave and she's like okay she's so like, she goes to the head for the bedroom and he goes the apartment So she turns around, what a, this is again, Francis Lawrence. I know that we are 15 years late praising you, Buck, (laughs) but dude, you, you brought your vision and you made such a goddamn good movie. I, I (laughs) so appreciate what you did with this. This is, she steps out, Rachel Weisz steps out into the hallway and starts closing the door and we get that awesome, like reverse speed ramping where they slow time Mm down the door is closing closing (laughs) I love how her hair
1: like hangs in the air like
0: well i think it's air is being there's like an outward explosion of air from inside the apartment that's blowing through the crack Mm -hmm. and like blowing her hair back john's uh, i hate this part and he like he's staring into the cat's eyes Mm-hmm. and the shot we don't we see him but mostly we look at the cat and it's amazing i did watch this movie slightly high and uh staring into that cat's eyes
1: in silence
0: in silence well you hear in the background there's like a an almost like a like Woo-shy. it's it's deep. It's like, mm-hmm. and you're staring into a cat's eyes, and there's it's
1: definitely hypnotic.
0: There's a mo- there's m- a moment where you're almost like, like I w- I gotta look away, because you're because Constantine's go- doing a hell ritual, and you're you're staring with him. It's so cool, dude. And then he goes to hell. The hell CG is. I would say the CG is as good as it could possibly have been for 05. And I even, yeah. I even defended it last night because I was saying maybe this is what hell would really look like because part of one of the things that most disturbs humans is the Uncanny Valley. Yes. So maybe hell would be just like a titch mm-hmm. off so that it would fuck with you. Like uh, like we talked about it with The Shining or The Haunting where everything's just a little... little bit Everything's off. just so slightly off that the cumulative effect drives you mad. That's kind of what that CG looks like, but because it's hell, and they do such a great job of disguising it by having, like, heat wave. Yes, and the, like, dust dust blowing in the wind. Yeah, and then I had this weird realization, because one of the critiques was like, oh, hell is just like the, uh, what do they call it in um, Stranger Things? The The upside down? The upside down. They were like, hell's just like the upside down. It's exactly like this world, but just kind of weird. I was thinking, though, like, imagine... That, well, I
1: mean, if you follow the logic of this film, God did give Satan dominion over Earth. So
0: So this is what Yeah. But what I what I keep thinking is like, imagine that you actually did have to spend forever. Not not just like a long time, but eternity there. Like, that would suck. No food, yeah. no water, that wind, that heat. It's just gnarly. And then like Constantine shows up and he's walking through this like barren wasteland and you're like I thought there'd be like a bunch of people in hell.
1: Well, I mean oh, there are. Oh
0: my god, when they do the like slow pan down to like to the
1: like ant farmy,
0: it's just a teeming sea of the damned. It is screaming, s- yeah. screaming. It's haunting. It's truly haunting when when you're like when you go like below the surface and it's just and it's just yeah. like millions of people and you're like oh, oh my like God. the worst rave <laughs> the worst rave actually my i i think that from a oh
1: it's like that scene from the matrix but not good
0: yeah that's a good point i i think from a a serious from a serious perspective i think my favorite line in this entire movie and we'll get to my phone is just yelling hmm. my uh, my favorite line in this entire movie and we'll talk about the scene that leads to it in just a second. But when uh, Angela comes back from hell, cause she had to see, she's like, I want to see what my sister saw. Right. When she comes back, there's water all over the floor. Like the actually let's Her fucking
1: tub exploded. Yeah.
0: Let's just jump to the, let's just jump to that. We're actually, before we do that real
1: quick, um, when John comes back and I think the first thing he says is I need to eat. I need to eat. That's, true to magical thought yeah it's part of the ending of a ritual
0: the right. banishing it's it's an aspect of banishing grant morrison famously says that the best banishing is a good uh he says there's three things a good laugh a great meal and a good shag that's the ultimate to ban- bring
1: you fully back to your you had another
0: term for it grounding i've always heard it as banishing but grounding is another they're good they're similar, not it. the same but. the idea is when you've been out flying in a strange altered state of consciousness that can be brought about just by meditation, mm-hmm. you know, like or through ritual, when you've been flying out in like crazy magic lands and talking to neon deities and invoking your will in order to get you to be able to pay your taxes and say hi to your friends mm-hmm. in a way that mm-hmm. doesn't make them run away screaming, you have to reassert this reality, right? So you go you
1: tune back in,
0: right, you go do your magical thing on this higher plane, but then you gotta get your roots back down in the in the the world. physical, yeah, and i that's a part of the the end part of the ritual, which is banishing, and the best ways to do it are to eat and to laugh, that's it, so like that I need to eat that is
1: I love that they put that line in because they could have just skipped it,
0: right, right, but they
1: put it in because they get it, yeah, you know,
0: yeah. And I love and that. And I he,
1: feel like probably a lot of people in the audience were like, "What?"
0: Or just missed it. Well, yeah, that's or, weird, or whatever. Or he's just hungry. I think it's a good line in any mm-hmm. sense. It it has that feel of like folklore. Like, you know, you don't eat the food of the realm. You actually, sure? Well, it's also very strenuous too. Like traveling between planes of reality and stuff. I love that you stop talking the second I take a drink of water. I'm I sorry. Drowned. I thought the
1: dog was whining, but she's sleeping. Um, um, I'm hearing something.
0: Yeah. Uh, God's a kid with an ant farm. He's not planning anything. <clears throat> um, So this is this is about the time in the movie that the priest actually does his – he drowns himself in alcohol. Right. So one of the things that I pointed out last night, and we loved it for – I think we loved it for different reasons. When Constantine notices the – symbol that's been carved in his hand and he gets the ice cube and he takes he he he
1: kind of does this lovingly in a way mm -hmm. you know like he did care about this person even though he's kind of a
0: dick this is this is a constantine thing actually is he asks people for favors the favors get them killed and then he's haunted by their spirits. This is canonical Constantine. He's he's literally followed by ghosts. Like one mm. of the one of the things in the comic is he'll like lay down to go to sleep and he'll hear people rustling around and when he turns the lamp on. There's like five ghosts sitting in his uh in his apartment or in his hotel room talking to him. You just know? like hanging out. Yeah. So there's uh
1: What is that? Like a reverse seance?
0: Uh I guess, <laughs> The ghosts yeah. want to talk to you The ghosts all come and talk to you So um Ooh, In this Thank you So in this movie There's actually a line When he tries to force her To stop following him around He's like I can't help you anymore You need to get away from me And he says I don't need any more ghosts Following me around mm-hmm. Dude Come on This is this is so loving. It's a
1: it's a cool line to put in a movie, but it's also canonical.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're like playing with the the actual building blocks of this character in his world mm-hmm. and his canon, and it's so great. Um, but I I loved when he, you know he's dabbing the priest's hand to see what the symbol is, and he pulls a handkerchief out of his pocket. I love it because that means that Constantine carries a handkerchief, which mm-hmm. I think is pure class. You like it because you love the props. Oh
1: my god, I love the props in this film, and this is just one of the great one of many. props. Yeah. yeah.
0: The uh, the blood when he peels it up off the guy's hand, oh, you know that that symbol's already on the handkerchief. That's how props yes. work. But it's such a gorgeous, like blood soaked white handkerchief.
1: It's beautiful. It's, it's it really is, and the it's
0: a well made brass
1: prop. knuckles. Yes,
0: those are oh the detail on that. Like the yeah,
1: how around the rings where your fingers go, there's like magical inscriptions. Right. There's incant the edge. There's the-
0: incantations on the inner band, like where you'd put like a the jeweler's mark or whatever. And then the actual knuckles themselves, have each little cross crosses on them. It's and uh this is something that I noted um I, I got very interested in like knuckle dusters and how they actually worked around the time I first saw Lawless. <laughs> um and I found out that everyone almost everyone in the world has the wrong idea about how you actually hold them. When you have not uh, a not, kn- they're called knuckle dusters because they're not all made out of brass. You can get them made out of wood or steel or whatever. They don't go across your knuckle. You know where you would get listener. You know where you would get knuckle tattoos like that would say like fuck, where it <laughs> goes on that that flat part. Any a lot of times when you see brass knuckles on film, they're sitting across that flat part of the knuckle. But the way that brass knuckles actually sit when you hold them in your hand is the the. Not the bone, not the flat bone part, but the joint, the actual knuckle, the second knuckle, the one that's, uh, this, oh God, there's no visual component. But, um, so if you imagine like the word fuck tattooed on my knuckles, the brass knuckles sit on the actual, over the actual joint below that part oh, of my finger. Oh,
1: interesting. So
0: they sit across here and then the inner part, the part that contacts the, the, the palm, palm mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually touch the palm. That's why where everyone gets it wrong is that's not a very big space, right? Mm-hmm. Brass knuckles are kind of thick there. Well,
1: you, you're holding a weight essentially
0: well, in your hand. That's not the point of the brass knuckle. The point of the brass knuckles to prevent you from breaking bones. Breaking because what it sure. what it does is see how my hand is sitting. Mm-hmm. So it keep if you're flattens that your the, arm and your everything. hand, your wrist is totally straight. And that front striking edge sits over that joint. And then the, the inner part of the brass knuckle presses into the heel of your palm, like the, the mound of, not the mound of Venus, but like the, the fat muscular part at the base of your thumb. And that way, what, what you're actually punching with, when you strike something with brass knuckles, it circumvents your hand. You see, it strikes here and it transmits the force directly into your forearm mm-hmm. so you don't damage any of the small bones of your hand that's why they're illegal
1: how similar would it be to like wrapping your hands or not boxing at all gloves it's not similar not at all, at all because you're still punching with a different part
0: you're not you're actually the point of brass knuckles is you're not punching with your hand anymore at all mm-hmm. because the force hits the front edge of the brass knuckle boom right but it doesn't touch your fingers because your fingers are through the holes. It's transmitting force through itself, through the metal, mm-hmm. and the metal is touching the very heel of your hand, which is right next to your wrist, which is connected to your forearm. So it's like you took your hand. It's
1: radiating out the
0: yeah the you, force. Uh, you don't even feel any impact in your hand. You feel it all in your forearm. So you can man, I want to punch something with this. Somehow. If you have you can find videos on YouTube. <laughs> if you have brass knuckles on your hand, you can punch a tree full force and not hurt your hand interesting that's why they're illegal as you can hit someone in the face as hard as humanly possible and you're hitting them with a solid metal thing that will almost certainly cave in all the bones in their face and do no damage to you they're pretty damaging tools yeah so but actors hold them wrong all the fucking time watch any movie with brass knuckles the actor is holding the brass knuckles wrong They're holding them over the fuck portion of the (laughs) finger tattoos. That's where they hold them because they they think that looks cool. But you actually hold them kind of weird over that knuckle. Interesting. Keanu Reeves holds them correctly. Does he? Yep. There's only two other movies I've ever seen where the actor holds the brass knuckles properly. pretty
1: quick shot.
0: I watched carefully because I watch specifically for Mm -hmm. this when I see brass knuckles now. So Keanu Reeves holds the brass knuckles right. He would. He would. Yeah, cuz that's the level of it's research like this guy does. Yeah. Dude, he he gets the little details so right, and that's what helps make these full characters that he plays. 47 Ronin, he gets all the little shit totally right. Um so Lawless, Tom Hardy holds those brass knuckles correct. And in one other movie, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Hardy has
1: actually punched someone.
0: With they're the probably brass his brass knuckles. Like I mean, <laughs> she brought it from home. <laughs> but uh, um, I love those ones because it's just a piece of steel with some like holes cut out of it. It's really gnarly looking. Um, but the only other movie I've ever seen where they hold the brass knuckles totally correct this is this. A weird one. Do you ever see Wanted with Angelina Jolie and um, oh, James McAvoy? Man, a million years yeah, ago. There's a scene where Angelina Jolie punches James McAvoy when they're training him, and they do the, like the healing. They heal him in the wax baths. She's like beating on him with brass knuckles because they're trying to teach him to like not really worry about pain because they can heal basically any injury. So she's beating on him with brass knuckles and Angelina Jolie holds the brass knuckles 100% correct. She would she's too. She's another one she's who another does one like who, the deep research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she
1: did extensive weapons training for Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah, so she
0: holds the brass knuckles correct. I've always been so impressed by that. Anyway, there's three really good brass <laughs> knuckles movies if anyone out there needs a good... Uh, Needs some knuckle dusters knackles? in their day <laughs> um, Yeah so okay w- There's one other thing that I really Wanted to talk about as far as like The ritual magic or two There's two like rituals I wanted to talk about One is the bathtub which I Want to wait on and the other one is Getting Angela to find The message that Isabel left mm, This is genius Because yeah. they go to her Like s- the, the psych ward room Where Isabel was staying and the room has already been searched by cops and they didn't find anything. And John is there with Angela and he's like, maybe she didn't leave a message for just anyone. Maybe she left a message for you, something mm-hmm. only you could find. And she's like, there's nothing here, John. John, there's nothing here. We've already been through this. There's no. We looked around and John starts to like. Bully Badger her. her. Yeah. yeah. He's like, come on. You know, you imagine when you were seven, you could finish each other's sentences. One of you would start and think a thought and the other person. And he's. He, he gets this rhythm going. And gets going.
1: into her space.
0: Yeah, and she tries to get away from him, and he physically grabs her and squares her up, and he's talking directly into her face, and he's applying pressure and pressure, and pr- it's amazing because this is.
1: It made me think of The Shining.
0: Yeah, which yeah, which part?
1: And how um, Kubrick badgered um, and Shelley bullied Duvall. Shelley Duvall
0: cool very cool to break her (laughs) um it's kind of weird this made me think of the way that ritual ritual works certain uh like ritual by trial Mm -hmm. where you basically in start inflicting like an incessant intense sensation to start breaking down barriers where all you're focusing on is that whatever that powerful sensation is, whether it be heat or cold or flagellation or yelling or loud sounds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever that trial that you're going through, and like uh, trial-based shamanism, something I haven't gotten super into because it's intimidating as fuck. But the idea is basically you start, all the conscious parts of your brain, all the blocks that are trying to make you avoid something, Mm -hmm. start to break down in the face of this incessant onslaught. It's psychology. It's rooted Mm -hmm. in like, Psychotherapy. They,
1: yeah, they use it for um, breaking down and rebuilding soldiers. Yeah, yeah. So boot camp is, very is based camp on this thing. too,
0: in a in a weird hive mind long form version. Yeah. But uh, there's a great line. Constantine has this line where he looks at Angela and he says, "Think about this. Think about if I won't. I did. The, I made this mistake once on another podcast. So I'll use my example. Let's say my brother killed himself. Right. Okay. And we were like, you know, we were out at camp or whatever." John Constantine looks at Angela and says, "She planned her death in this room." Think about the actual emotional weight of saying that to a sibling. Yeah. That's that that is the first gut punch that drops This is the gut punch that drops Angela's hands and that's when he goes for her head with right. that badgering. He says, "She planned her death in this room." Come on, think. And that's when he starts that rhythm. He lands that first solid one and then just starts burrowing into her and i wrote down he's manip because she actually does have a psych we find out that she's low-key psychic mm-hmm. like a fairly powerful psychic but she's repressed it she's to repressed the point it where she doesn't and see she, or hear and she does have a mystical bond with her sister yes so she has so this this scene mm-hmm. john constantine manipulates angela's psychic mystical bond with her sister using modern psychology mm-hmm. as a form of ritual It's just so fucking cool. It's such a cool bit. And then we see the message on breath. Yeah. Corinthians, uh, what is it? 17. 17. There's only only 15 15 books in Corinthians. Corinthians goes to 23 in the Bible in hell. Right. Talk about a cool fucking prop. The hell Bible. Oh my God. Sticky, tarry cover. It's wrapped in plastic because it's like exuding this black cancer yeah it's oh. like sweating it out of itself yeah the yeah. bible's like sweating tar oh, my God. oh it's the uh the infernal <sighs> bible is one of the coolest props i've ever seen in a movie that c- it's wrapped in like that like burlap i feel
1: like it's like yeah and then like um pe- like a wax paper yeah or when he peels, he peels like peels the wax it. paper
0: off it's like Sticky. and there's these, these oh it's so gnarly and demons just reaching it touching it with his hands and shit oh it's Beeman, not Neiman.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah,
0: I wrote it down, oh. Beeman. Um God, I thought that was great. Um so let's jump to because this is when we find uh they find Beeman dead. You know, he's been killed by Balthazar. But what did you think of the tub drowning ritual? Great. It's, it's so good, right? When Angela wants yes. Angela wants to go to hell because she wants to kickstart her psychic power she wants to see what john sees and see what isabella saw because mm-hmm. she's now firmly committed to like figuring out what happened to her sister mm-hmm. so john says like all right look here's what's gonna happen and we're gonna you'll have to lay back in the tub because water we found out that water he is a conduit
1: straight up tell her what's gonna happen i think because she would have backed out yeah she wouldn't she'd have done known it, ahead yeah
0: which is that it's that bastard constantine thing He's like, he doesn't give her the info. gives he her
1: just enough information for her she to She requests
0: yes. it. She says, I want to do this. I want to mm-hmm. see this stuff. And Constantine knows what that will entail. But instead, he... Res- in a weird way, I almost see... I almost see this in a positive light for him, you know? Because she's like, this is something that I really want to do, Constantine. I want to take this wherever it leads. Mm-hmm. And he has the information... But he but rather than like try and spook her out of it or dissuade her, he goes, "Okay, she's made her decision based on all of the strength that she has in her. And he goes, I'm just going to respect her decision. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think like, well, I better give her some more information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes, she made her call. I will respect it no matter what. You know, he doesn't. In know don't know in a weird way i almost like it as a as a character beat mm-hmm. he's like just because she doesn't know that she's that i'm gonna have to drown her
1: mm-hmm.
0: doesn't mean that i should disrespect the decision she's making now he doesn't look down to on her or talk down to her at all he's mm-hmm. like okay you want to do this i can make this happen you'll have to be fully submerged for how long for as long as it takes the
1: oh the look on her face where she's like wait what that's a though? great
0: acting moment when yeah. when she realizes that he is not going to let her up she looks like you can see like the realization dawning mm-hmm. slowly the best eye acting right here dude like when she she like look tries to get up and nothing happens and then she like turns her head slowly and it, you can see the penny drop
1: mm-hmm.
0: and but counterpoint i love the look on Keanu Reeves or on John Constantine's face, just flat. He's Resolved. like, how many times has he done this? You know, he's like, he's like, this is Matt. He's like, I'm doing magic. This is how this works. I just got to do this. It's just another day at the mm-hmm. office is drowning a woman in his bathtub. It's her bathtub. It's his bathtub. Is it his bathtub? Yeah, because it's the, remember it's, it's the claw foot and the yeah, walls are all shitty and it's got the green, beautiful glass. Green. <gasps> Best apartment ever. Yeah.
1: Um, We're incorporating colored glass oh, into our house somewhere. now, just
0: so every once in a while I can see you reflected behind it, looking mm. at me drinking. And it's Ardbeg like scotch.
1: bubbly. It's not like perfect glass either. It's yeah, like kind that's? of older yeah. style glass. There's like bubbles and it. pits. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: But yeah, yeah, it's that's gorgeous, and it's I think it's only green too. the, yeah. the glass we see, it's uh, oh. it's so good. Um But this is that moment I wanted to talk about because she's she's thrashing. Yes. This movie had two things. Feet thrashing around Mm -hmm. like during the exorcism at the beginning. Yes. Oh, so
1: good. Where they stop all of a
0: sudden. Yeah. (laughs) And they just freeze. And this one where she's kicking around in the tub. Mm Mm-hmm again bird's eye view don't be afraid to use it directors it looks awesome as shit and the other thing it does really well is this movie does that speed ramp into slow motion yes and uses it perfectly because we speed ramp down into slow-mo and we see waterfall and uh, the droplet freezes for just a split second and then and then falls ramps back up yeah. and we hear the blink and that atom explodes it blows john constantine's thrown back there's fucking water fl- all over the floor i wonder how they did that Yeah, because water
1: (sighs) shoots up Up. out of the tub.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks great. It looks so Mm. great. Everything about that scene, this whole movie is rock solid for me, man. I just think it's practical. Yeah, totally practical. But she's on the ground (gasps) smoking like he was when he did the cat ritual earlier. They did the same thing, but this is the crash course. That's Mm -hmm. how he describes it. Because you can get to hell the way he did it, but mm, she's going to need a little extra... He,
1: she would have to have skills at meditating. Meditating, yeah. yeah.
0: That, in the real world, that's how that would work. You'd right. need to have your your concentration, your Gnostic mm-hmm. technique would have to be pretty dialed to yeah. do it his way. I love the line where she's... She has really great control of her breath and the way that she uses breath to vocalize her dialogue. Mm-hmm. Because her... That like shuddering... Dude, that first yeah. line where she's like, "Oh God, all those people." Mm-hmm. That's my favorite line in this movie, from like a serious film standpoint. When she goes, "Oh God, all those people," that in in one encapsulated, sh- shocked bit of dialogue is the entire horror of hell. Yeah, that is the that is what makes hell truly horrifying not in that like oh man i saw a scream it was horrifying but in the, the kind of horror that keeps kept early primitive man awake the horror that gets into the lizard part of your brain oh god like all a
1: those natural disaster yes
0: yeah it's true like horror. watching a
1: tsunami yeah come in
0: yeah the this these this screenwriter and this director understand the difference between that was scary and that was horror that we Mm -hmm. experience. Actually, Tilda Swinton has a fucking awesome line near the end. Uh, So, I'll bring you pain. I'll bring you horror. But it will be so that when... you Basically, she says she's going to bring hell to earth because it'll make everyone worthy of God's love. Which is in itself horrifying. But, um... Alright. So... Yeah. This is basically... Now, okay, this is the point where the movie... Once... Once she's on board and can see the demons and stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of turns into the Matrix. Kind of, yeah. As written by, you know, Dante <laughs> <Allegary>. <laughs> Um, We get the holy brass knuckles. Actually, one of the things I loved about <laughs> the scene where, because they go to the, is this at the Psych Ward? Or is this at the, uh, where John goes and beats up Balthazar? He's at the Psych Ward, right? Is he? No, they're, they're at some building like in the a, city. It's like an
1: office building of some kind.
0: Yeah. I can't remember where they are, but he goes to see Balthazar. Yeah. And this is when he beats him up with the... Uh, first of all, he shoots him, and then he hits him in the face with those... Because he
1: knows that he killed Beeman.
0: Yeah, and he's getting revenge for Beeman. Well, actually, Balthazar broke the, the compact. You're not allowed to directly interact with right. people, and he murdered a human, which is no bueno. So he beats the shit out of him, and even this CG looks... I'm totally fine with it. Where Mm -hmm. the face is melting off and he's like part demon underneath.
1: Well, they do have an actual prosthetic underneath.
0: I mean. For some of the shots. For some of the shots. Yeah, yeah. He does have a
1: prosthetic. And it looks. And fake
0: teeth. Oh my God, the teeth. The teeth are awesome. So good. You know who has a really interesting, like, who has really interesting teeth? Keanu Reeves. Did you notice in on the bottom he has like one tooth? One that's, tooth
1: that's in like we do.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we each <laughs> of us have a tooth, weird tooth on the bottom that's just like doesn't quite fall into line. Yeah, and it makes his mouth more interesting to look at than a normal Hollywood perfect like, Barbie perfect, doll. Yeah, person. smile. I I dig it. In, in in John Wick, you see it a couple times. You know where he's like a little snaggle. Yeah, when know? he <laughs> grits his teeth, he looks gnarlier. You know. Never seen? He th- looks real. Yeah, actually, there's a couple of British actors who have really terrible. Like, have you ever seen Tom? It's Hardy's a British teeth? thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> they um, don't have the same not that, standards. Not that yeah. you know, uh, Keanu Reeves is British. They have He's healthier Canadian. teeth, though. Yeah, I remember reading that. That That's even though they're not as straight, their mouths are healthier than ours. Yeah, mm. fluoride, baby <laughs> carrots. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, oh my God, mm. the. All The Balth- the Balthazar thing is fine. He does the absolution. He's going to like forgive him and get him sent into heaven and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. What I like, the next bit that I really like is when they're down by the elevators and uh, Angela has showed up. And he's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? I told you to wait in the car. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm not going to wait in the fucking car. I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. Right. And he goes, where's your amulet? No score. Silent. They're just by the elevators. He's like, where's your amulet? Aren't they like walking out? No, they, they walk down to the elevators. He pushes one button. She pushes the other so they can catch the, the quickest one. And then they're standing around waiting for the elevators. And that's in the quiet of waiting for the elevator is when he goes, hey, where's your amulet? And he goes, I don't know. I must have left it in the car. I... And she makes that weird face mm-hmm. like she feels something strange. And he's like, what? And she goes, I don't know. I just and then out of nowhere, akin to the the first guy, the uh, Mexican guy, getting hit by the car, yeah. or the b- the big truck that drives behind him, she just gets sucked through the building. Like you just see wall after wall after wall just like blowing apart. And another Wizard Magazine thing, I remember reading that this was done practically. No. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Like, some of it is obviously CGI, like, seeing her body flying and stuff, but, like, there's that shot in the hallway where you see, like, boom, boom, two walls go, and then you see a stuntman, like, leaping after her through. Like, big chunks of this shot are practical. Not all of it, because you can't, you obviously can't do all of it practically, but, yeah, it's, it's so good. And it's so out of nowhere. I love his reaction. He just goes right after her. Mm-hmm. It's not like what the fuck. He just like boom. He's only a couple feet behind her the whole time, but he doesn't quite make it. Make it. it. And then we go back to Papa Midnight's club.
1: Well, she goes flying through the air.
0: Yeah, away from him. Right to something. Who knows? And we hear wings too. Mm-hmm. So like something has grabbed and taken her away. And you know exactly who it is. Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> they go back to Papa Midnight's club. I love the cards, the like, psychic oh, cards. Oh, I love the cards. As a way to get in or yeah. out.
1: Uh, this is another thing, another like, detail. Um, right,
0: right. That, that creates a rich world. I love that John gets the second one right. It's bird on a ladder. And the guy goes, I'm going to have to ask you. And he punches, just punches him out. Uh, well, I don't know if you noticed, but when John is fighting Balthazar with the brass knuckles, mm-hmm. he hits him only with the brass knuckles until the last punch. And he hits him lefty with his regular hand. Just gets one in for Beeman,
1: which Mm. I thought was great.
0: Just one solid punch for him. Um, And this is where we get the chair, which is another great ritual. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. He breaks
0: into Midnight's Place by force, essentially, and he's like, I need to use the chair. Because he's trying to figure out. Now he needs the chair to find out where they're keeping um, Angela. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the chair is the electric chair from Sing Sing. And of course, this would be a place where the, you know, a, a, a powerful magical talisman. How many human lives have ended in this chair? Right, this is, like a portal. Right. This is a place where many souls from this plane have been transported to the next plane. This is a, this is a, liminal, to hell specifically. Yeah, it's a liminal space. Mm-hmm. This is a liminal. This is a liminal talisman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Constantine gets in the chair. Oh, my God. This, this is all shot so well. Constantine gets in the chair, and they uh, uh, Midnight splashes a pan of water onto the concrete floor, and then he has a light bulb wired to the end of, like, a broomstick. Oh, I thought it was, like, a lamp. Is it? Oh, is it, the, is it a floor lamp with no? I think so. Okay, so he's got like a floor, like a floor lamp with no shade on it, and he breaks that light bulb, and the light bulbs just. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't think that's how light bulbs work. I think if you break them, they just go out.
1: You know, I don't know.
0: Let's do some experiments. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> <laughs> so midnight takes a huge swig off out of a bottle of gin. I love this line. I think it's gin. I'm assuming mm, it's gin. Mm-hmm. Hands it to John. Little flavor. (laughs) John takes a swig. Midnight, are you ready? No. (laughs) And then Midnight jams him with it and he's electrocuted and sent Like, I love the the effect of the world that he's transported to where we get this like... He's also like time
1: traveling.
0: Yeah, he, he sees all the events that have occurred and like the getting of the Spear of Destiny and that actually in his vision... The the possessed Mexican guy who found the Spear of Destiny mm-hmm. turns around and grabs, grabs his ghost, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, and then that's when he screams for midnight. And I love the like glitchy frame skipping thing that they do because when he says midnight, the mouth is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like every third frame is clipped or something. It's like you're
1: hearing someone
0: scream in a windstorm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super cool. And then he gets pulled out, grabs Chaz. Melts down. uh They say, oh. relics, gold I, relics. I liked this bit too, uh, where they're like midnight and Constantine are kind of talking casually about like, oh, I don't know, maybe this will work. I don't know if this will work. And then kind of talking
1: strategy, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And Chaz, who's just been like, it's Kramer, Chaz Kramer, asshole. Like he's just like comic relief. He's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. But then there's this moment where he starts talking about like occult theory and practice and how to use. Like, to like
1: people who are steeped in it and know every little crevice, a crack and crevice, but but it's imp- he thinks about it slightly differently.
0: It's you can see that it is impressive to midnight how much Chaz he thinks it's
1: kind of charming. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, at the end when he's like, "If you make it out of this alive, come back and see me about a job," which is so sad. Yeah, this is one part of the movie that we'll talk about it, but it's it strikes me as weird every time so what'd you think about the the holy water from the fire extinct like the fire system it's cool as shit right it's so cool Constantine walks into a room (laughs) full of demons in a psych ward and they're like uh isn't it kind of like just you though we're gonna fuck you up bro and he goes all of you go to hell which look yes that is an action movie line (laughs) it totally is but it totally works right so li- on
1: multiple levels, yeah.
0: He lights his Zippo, holds it to the the sprinklers, and uh, they've been blessed. the The water tank for the building has been blessed by Chaz using a right. Uh, I a like, very powerful
1: crucifix.
0: Right, a very powerful. It's like a the cross of blah blah blah. That's right. apparently in the past has been used to make rain holy water, even rain. So. This is where we see Catherine Monaghan for one second. Right. Holy water. As her face starts to melt off. And then she's out. She's gone out of the movie. That's all we get, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so perfect. Constantine kills all of them. And this is where we get to see him use his cool forearm tattoos into the mm-hmm. light I command thee. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> to appear before me. Right. Yeah. Um, and Chaz dies. Right, around here, too. So, like, yeah. we find out the bad guy's Gabriel. Good good twist. Dig it. Yeah. Uh, the motivations even kind of vaguely make sense to me from, like, an I think so, st- yeah. It's like an angel that lost its grip, basically. Yeah. And is- just kind of went flying off the side of, <laughs> fully off God. the side of everything. Um, so, we find out, actually, this might be a good time to- for you to talk about my mom. We find out that what the whole goal has been is, we find this out from the Infernal Bible, the Bible of Hell is the son of the devil who in this movie is being called memon which is incorrect totally not the antichrist or the son Mm -hmm. of the devil so in order to get back to our plane he has to possess a powerful psychic which is why um angela's isabella originally killed herself so that they couldn't couldn't, have her yeah couldn't use her so self-sacrifice damned herself to hell so that the devil couldn't use her to come back to earth and, and God
1: stills like, bye, go to hell.
0: Right. And they would need, we find out that, yeah, typical. Um, <laughs> <What laughs> They're <find, a> douche. <laughs> uh, in order to cross over, he would need divine assistance. Right. God or an angel, such as Gabriel. And they would need the blood of the son of God, which is crusted on the spear of Longinus. Right. So you need those three elements. Angela is already there. She's been possessed by Memon. Right. Gabriel is there. Um,
1: And she has the spear. And she
0: has the spear. So, like, Maman is seconds from being brought back to this plane of reality. But um, Mm -hmm. so Constantine kind of fights with the uh, Maman-possessed Angela. He's coughing. He can't get the exorcism figured out. And I love this bit where Chaz starts chanting the rites. And it grounds Constantine. And then these two magicians work together amplifying very
1: much the exorcist yeah
0: yeah but in a weird way also very occulty the number of the number of more witches you
1: have working working effectively
0: together the more powerful it is yeah so like it's such a great moment because they do they like subdue go ahead
1: weird fun side note about keanu reeves specifically and witchcraft yeah a few months ago like i don't know six months ago there was this thing going around i think it probably started on twitter
0: oh to get keanu reeves to like, a like bring
1: keanu reeves love into his life mm-hmm. and now he has this like amazing rock star girlfriend mm-hmm. and, i mean she's not actually a rock star she's right. like a an artist yeah i think she's like a fine artist i think so yeah um
0: so it's I so a
1: bunch of witches like helped bring keanu reeves love
0: yeah. I love that I do too Especially <laughs> given his his, uh, his past with Yeah uh, Well I was gonna say With movies that Treat oh, the occult seriously Yes Um, But they They subdue But not fully exercise Mamong. Right Cause he's like Scrabbling in her belly And so they mm-hmm. They do this They do this like ritual And Chaz After they're done, he because they've they kick that demon's ass, so he looks down at like the the sleeping form of Angela. Mm -hmm. He goes, "That's right, it's Kramer, Chaz Kramer." And again, it's that truck, it's the car wreck. Mm -hmm. It's just out of left field. Grabbing him, he gets sucked into the air and slammed into the ceiling, slammed into the floor, slammed into the ceiling, and then dropped on the floor, and he's he's broken. Everything in him is broken, and he's dying, and it's so quick. You you feel the way Constantine feels. You're like, what the fuck? You don't have any time to figure out what just happened. And he go, runs over and he goes, "You were right, John. It's not like the books." Yeah. And he dies. And you're like, which is weird because Chaz is a long-standing character in the comics. In I, the comics, Chaz is like a main player for the Why whole did series. they
1: do it? It's so weird. You think they could have just like left him like clinging to life and just gone out of the film with him that way or even like i don't know
0: yeah the death of Chaz doesn't make much sense to me
1: that character just serves to be like sporadic comedic
0: relief and like come up with this idea and then die it It just it feels kind of like the constraints of a film like we don't have enough time to really give too much attention to this but it also feels kind of like a a quick way to show what happened. what John the stakes. Const- well, the stakes, but yeah. also what John Constantine's life has been. Everyone he gets close to mm. dies or suffers. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he loses the priest. He loses right, Chaz. Right, this is the first
1: time he's let Chaz in the field with him and this is what happens. Right, and
0: he's about to lose. You know, like, he's on the verge of losing Angela. And also, I think it shows, like, this world is a higher stakes world than you're right. Like the stakes of this. And also like Chaz really treats this romantically. He thinks midnight is the coolest. He thinks, Oh, it's legendary. It's John Constantine. But then there, he, the, it dawns on him in his last moments alive. Like, there's a cost to this there's a reason that john drinks so much there's a reason that john doesn't have any friends yeah is this is a this is a dark world that he has put himself into
1: he's very much the uh the golden retriever yeah it's such
0: it's such a sad moment in the movie it it really and you know like i guess i understand why they did it i'm not happy about it but i also know that i'm not happy about it because i like that character and that's not Mm -hmm. a good reason to keep a character alive. You know, like it's.
1: But he doesn't get to have an arc. He doesn't get he to. He has like,
0: a, a little bit of an arc, I think. You know, he gets. That that might be part of the tragedy of Chaz, which mm-hmm. is like he's been waiting his whole life for his shot. This is his shot, and it, he dies. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's. The if you don't survive your first time out the gate, then you don't get to your second time. Like this, this happens. You know, I don't know. The death of Chaz always struck me as wrong. Yeah it's one of the weird moments where diverging from the comic i don't, i think didn't work because chaz in the comics we find out that chad the reason that like chaz is the guy that he always bums rides off or borrows his car or makes him babysit people because uh-huh. he did something once for chaz and we don't find out until much later in the series what it is and i can't actually remember but chaz owes him mm. capital o mm. owes him like he's john constantine's bitch but he's also like his best friend like mm-hmm. the, the but he keeps him at arm's length because the people he gets really close to all die right so but Chaz is like this recurring <laughs> character and I, I'm i bummed when when LaBeouf goes out and then uh
1: yeah we don't we don't get a um a real resolution to that either we don't like see his body later or anything or like a headstone or anything he just has the resolution with What's Angela? Angela, but.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and we find like some people are. This bugs me too, because some people are taken care of. Uh, Isabel is saved. Mm-hmm. Her, you know, like Isabel is saved. Angela survives. Constantine lives, but gains redemption and gains redemption. But like Chaz is just an, a dead body on the floor, and the yeah. priest's soul. Like who fucking knows what's going on with that guy's soul? There's, but our main three are like resolved. But Chaz is like a he's like a dangling Chad. You know, he's like this unresolved <laughs> hanging Chad. Hanging Chad. I don't know. A dangling Chad does sound <laughs> kind of really horrible.
1: Like mm-hmm. like
0: something gross that you'd see in a magazine one time, and then like recount in horror, mm-hmm. drunk around a fireplace years mm-hmm. later. I once saw a dangling Chad. Nope. Anyway, nope. um, yeah, man. So Gabriel comes down, basically says like I'm bringing the devil to Earth," and mm-hmm. then blows John into this other room, shatters a bunch of glass. Um, but let's get to the end of the movie and then let's talk about Maman and then we'll be sure. Done. John looks up to heaven for like the only time in the whole movie. And he's like, Hey, I know that I have, I'm a shitty dude, but, uh, God, I could use some attention right now. And I loved this moment.
1: This what? is praying to Krom.
0: This is praying to Krom cause he's <laughs> not listening, but also in a weird way, this is like, the most occult. He's
1: listening, but he's indifferent.
0: I think this is the most occult version of Christianity. Uh-huh. Because when he looks up and he's like, I could use some attention right now. He's like, you know, like, please, dude, the devil's about to come to earth and fucking wipe Son out Son of humanity. the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Will you please end the world? Mm-hmm. End the world. He's like, I could really use some help to keep your creation rolling and silence. No answer. But then when he like, he's hurt he turns his he like turns his head down to the floor turns away from heaven that's when he sees the glass and you can see him see the glass and then you see the whole idea come together all in one go he's like Mm -hmm. got it and i'm wondering if that's that was god's way this weird like god's
1: plan with a capital p
0: when Constantine turns his head, he sees the glass and, like, divine inspiration, the whole idea mm-hmm. is there. Maybe this is, like, the most low-key way that God could think of to, like, give him a nudge without breaking the rules. It's a fucked up and very desperate plan, and it plays out, like, super gnarly. Ooh. So, yeah, now this portion of the film is taken from the fourth volume of hellblazer (laughs) it's called dangerous habits it's where john finds out that he's dying of lung cancer so he manages to sell his soul to three different kings in the comics he sells his soul to three different kings of hell and then he dies basically kills himself and they all come up to collect and according to the rules of hell they all have a claim to his soul. Mm-hmm. So when he dies, hell will go to war and at war with itself, mm-hmm. heaven will win. So the these three demons come up and they're like, no, no, no. I get John Constantine's soul. He's a big name. He's the only one the devil would come up to collect himself like mm-hmm. the film says. Right. So the three come up and they're like, okay, we have two choices. We have one choice. We have to fight over John Constantine's soul and hell goes into civil war and heaven wins the, the big war. Mm-hmm. So the main demon i think it's it might actually be straight up lucifer um basically it doesn't do what what uh uh this devil does but he he like rips john's lungs out and regrows them from like nothing Ah. it's fucked up it's really fucked up but He's basically like, you guys better keep me alive because the second I die, hell goes to war because he sold his soul to three different demons. This movie is like borrowing from all over the first like six arcs mm-hmm. of Hellblazer and it's and it all is cohesive. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And the people who've read the comics are getting all the references. But John sits up and. <gasps> Cuts his wrists with a piece of glass. It's so gross, dude. Like something about like any wrist slitty scene. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm like, ew, no. And he just waits to bleed out. And lo and behold, we finally get Peter Stormare. Oh, bird! This shot is so beautiful.
1: Oh, it's so good.
0: Like that, it's low. There's a bunch of water on the floor, and there's broken glass everywhere. And John is slumped. In the like middle distance. And then you just... He slumped against a cross. Is he? I think so. I think there's a crossbar halfway
1: up the doors. Uh, so there's like four panels of doors with metal
0: gotcha, framing. Gotcha, gotcha. And see, mm. see. And then you just hear bloop. And it's kind of sizzles a little yeah. bit. And it's, there's tar, like drips of tar start dripping from up above off panel or off screen. <laughs>
1: Well yes, also off off panel. panel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So like dripping, and then down come these tar soaked feet and like the tar stained hem of white suit pants. Mm. And it is Peter Stormare as Satan, dressed all in white with like these black, tarry feet. It's so fucking perfect. I
1: love when they dress the devil, Satan Lucifer in white. In
0: white. And it's one of the things that you and I have been talking about for years we love every time we watch this movie, but the listeners might not know, is t- this whole look, the whole concept for the devil was Peter Stormare's idea. Mm-hmm. They, The filmmakers were going to go in an entirely different direction like suit and tie and black shoes. And he was like no 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 the devil wouldn't wear and he came up with the idea of bare tar feet barefoot tar and also the white suit was his idea the whole that whole look the whole performance everything about satan was peter Stormare's idea he brought you think about it
1: lucifer
0: right light bringer and he would be in a white suit also was like the most beautiful angel in heaven god's favorite like yeah of course Mm -hmm. he'd be resplendent in white and also an interesting visual counterpoint to gabriel too
1: yeah, who's also in white.
0: In this scene, yeah. I think in the original, the first time we see her, she's in a black suit. Like
1: a navy, yeah.
0: Yeah, a darker colored yeah. suit. But he is so good as the devil, man. That like, so good. that like.
1: He does that kind of finger looking good thing. He yeah. does,
0: but he, there's almost a serpentine. Snake-like. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a kind of hiss to the way that he breathes and talks. And he's very nonchalant. John. Yeah. Oh, you know, like he's ugh. great. He's... It's my... It is my favorite Satan. Yeah? Peter Stormare is probably my favorite Satan of any iteration of the devil I've ever seen. It's the one I always think Mm. of when I think of Satan. Of course, obviously, like, in film. Yeah. Because I think the Lucifer, as written by Neil Gaiman in Volume 4, Season of Mists, that is probably my favorite all-time Satan. The one that quotes Milton and then tells you that he's quoting Milton. Fuck. Fuck, I love it. But, um... (laughs) Yeah, dude. I I honestly think that Peter Stormare's Satan is pitch perfect. So of course, you know, John tells him like, hey, yeah, uh, I guess you can take me to hell. And he's like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You're not you're not a stupid person, John. What's all this about? And he's like, your uh, your son's in the other room with Thought you should know. Yeah. And he's like with Gabriel. And Satan's like, oh, no accounting for taste. And he goes, they have the spear of destiny. They have the spear of destiny. He's like, you're lying. Yeah, he he like mimics him. And then he looks at him and he's like,
1: I think he's telling the truth.
0: He's like, shit. Yeah. Because if that's true, this is really bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And John's like, you've waited. What does he say? You've waited 20 years for me. What's another 20 seconds? Right. And then Satan goes into the other room and kicks all of the ass Uh, Gabriel gets her divine her divinity stripped from her by God oh yeah looks. I've been wondering should we be
1: referring to Gabriel as them
0: yeah probably angels are sexless so uh, but it's hard because Tilda Swinton is a a human woman
1: right (laughs) playing a
0: sexless eternal being probably not for the first time Um, I don't I I mean yeah anyway um, Gabriel vampire that's true but not sexless True. definitely female in that movie. Um but yeah, gets the uh its divinity stripped away. D- Their dude, divinity? Divinity? I think it's it's like a dog because it's not human either. So the pronouns are different.
1: I would say they.
0: <laughs> I would say it.
1: Okay. An angel,
0: an angel for me is not a they, it's an it because they, them, us, we, he, she, that's human. Anyway, this is a totally semantic argument that mm. we don't have to fight with, you know, but like Hmm. I see you thinking it over.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking about um, when uh, like Mary Magdalene comes to Jesus's grave and there's angels there. They look like beautiful young men.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was just thinking about that.
0: Yeah, I I, th- I, I almost know. feel like the Bible backs me up on this where it's like and it, they're and- always depicted as men. Well, yeah but they're not referred to as men I think it's the the angel came down and it spoke to her I think I feel like it is the what's you anyway this okay. is literally not important <laughs> Rabbit hole. no kidding so the the world is saved but now the devil's gonna take John Constantine to hell dude when he comes back John pulls that smoke out tries to light the lighter and fumbles it. This all happens before, actually, because he's smoking the whole right. time that right. say, but I love that he's like, ooh, you cut too deep and, and uh, cut the
1: tendons cut, so your fingers don't work the, anymore.
0: Yeah, he's basically like dexterity goes right out the window and he, dude, him Lucifer like moving the moving the lighter around. The look that John Constantine shoots the devil is the like, reason that hilarious. he's John Constantine. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is the devil. And Constantine looks at him like, Are you Quit fucking around. Like, who else is gonna shoot that look at <laughs> Satan, dude? It's oh. amazing. And then I think the most, maybe this, the most metal or the second most metal moment ever. Yes. John Conn, he's he's like finishing up his smoke, reaches down and stubs it out in a pool of his, his own, own blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I know. <laughs> I
1: never want to have to be that badass, but if I'm going to have to be.
0: (laughs) It's like the moment in uh, Mandy when uh, when Nicolas Cage lights a cigarette with the burning skull. He lights a cigarette off of burning Uh. his opponent's burning head. It's It's I know, dude, like Mandy is is. I'll give it to it. Mandy is way more metal than Constantine is, but... It's a whole different... Yeah, yeah. it's it's a movie that's meant pretty much only to be metal. Like, the whole fucking time. Like, mm-hmm. psychedelically, mm-hmm. face-meltingly metal. Which, actually, Bird, what are you doing later? <laughs> do you want to watch... Man- do you want to, like... Do you want to get... high? fucking watch Mandy? Because I... Oh. We said we were gonna. Mm-hmm. And we just got a whole bunch of great stuff from Loom. I kind of want to. <laughs> anyway... Not only does he stub out his cigarette in his own blood, mm-hmm. the devil can't pull him to hell because John's only condition well, he didn't want an extension. He said, no, Isabella, let her go to heaven because is- Isabelle damned herself to hell by committing suicide. Right. So he mm-hmm. asks the devil, he basically like, I'll trade my life for hers, Right. which seems selfless. But dude, this is a con. John is has set up a fucking con. This is so perfectly Constantine, dude. On the devil, yeah. Conned the he devil. conned the devil, which actually is not without precedent. So that's true. That's true. I mean, uh, devil went down to Georgia, Georgia looking, looking for, for souls soul to steal. To steal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking of too. Um, but so the light we get the like the light we see like the outer reaches of heaven as as Constantine's getting pulled into like this cloudy sky in like this cruciform pose and oh my god it's amazing because as he's being pulled into heaven by the way this is another scene straight out of dangerous habits but he uh he as he's being pulled up to heaven his right hand like (gasps) casually curls into a middle finger and he flips the devil (laughs) off as god is taking him to heaven (laughs) you just hear like you just hear like this, like you know, uh, you know the like sweeping epic metal that you hear, where it's like that's that's what's playing as
1: in his head, yeah. In his head, he's just yeah. like,
0: I did it. He's like, Oh my god, did I nail this? I am so clever. <sighs> and then Stormair rips all. The- I don't
1: even think it's him like praising himself. I think it's just him like,
0: "Fuck you, man! Yeah. I won." It's like, gotcha. Dude, it is such a. It's so right. For the character. Yes. And then Stormare rips all the cancer out of his lungs. Yep. Dude, those hand... Those gobbity uh, handfuls of tar. And tumors. Tumors. There's like tumors and tar and it's <sighs> dripping out of his hand. I love Peter Stormare. I love him. I love this man. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. such a genius. Like, he's just got handfuls of cancer. <laughs> he's the bad guy that you like to like. Totally. At, anytime he pops up in a movie... I'm just like, good. Yeah. Awesome. I'm I'm watching a Stormare m- vehicle. <laughs> Even if he's a bit part, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a Stormare picture. Start- like John Wick too? Yeah, Storm shows up for like five minutes and he's amazing for like five minutes. And then he's not in the movie anymore, but you're like, this is a good film because Peter Storm was in it for uh, the beginning. And I hate to say it, but the movie doesn't necessarily b-
1: b- improve get better. from there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: high point <laughs> i still like it quite a lot but i wish they would have kept storm air around for a bit um yeah dude and what about this what about that great bit where constantine hits the ground and his face is like in that puddle of water and he's just he looks like he's dead for a second and then you get that oh yeah he can breathe so fucking great and he's like uh it's like clean lo- Even though at the time Keanu Reeves was actually smoking five packs of cigarettes a day, you've never heard a breath that sounded better. Do you think they actually the breath? Yes, that's what I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say. Like an ultra marathon runner, they had him take a breath on mic in time with Keanu Reeves, which actually sounded like... (laughs) They're like, "Uh, can we get Lance Armstrong in here to... We're going to have to... We'll get it in post. (laughs) Keanu, can you give us one more breath? <laughs> You're like, okay, okay, this is clearly not gonna work. That breath made me, and I like run and stuff, but that breath, I was like, I've never had a breath that satisfying. <laughs> and I'm in fairly decent shape. Oh, anyway, kind of let's talk mm. about maman and then let's get out of here. But dude, I'm so okay. glad you we did Constantine. This movie is, I know, it just me makes you. me so happy. I love this flick. I'm glad we bought mm. this flick. Yes, <laughs> we are smart people. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and attractive too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um so um so the movie calls Mamon the Son of the Devil. Right. Really quick in Original Sins, one of the first issues of the comic, uh, there's a a thing where uh, John goes down and cons uh um M- Maman, I think. Maman in this is like a like a banker in hell who deals in like day trading of souls oh, in the UK. That would make sense. Which is very in keeping with yeah. the actual demon Maman. So Maman is from the comics, but he's repurposed in the movie as the son of the devil, which is not correct. So Bird, let's you and me dig in really quick to the actual occult significance well, of Yeah, the I was Maman.
1: curious because he's also referenced in The Craft.
0: Yes. Um, with the four witches. Right, oh, right. Five witches? That's another good movie we should probably do at some point. The Craft is pretty good.
1: Dude, yes. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Um, and I'm always really intrigued by the preoccupation with catholicism that media tends to have yeah so i was just really curious like okay who got it right who didn't you know what's actually happening with this and you have this super cool book um yeah a dictionary of angels including the fallen angels thank
0: you aunt jill i believe this was a great present i use this all the time
1: so um because i wasn't raised catholic so whenever I i come across these like weird like catholic creations i'm like what is that thing
0: universe of demons actually a lot of demonology comes from uh judaism actually from kabbalah Hmm. and uh like for example lilith is jewish she has nothing to do with christianity although she does appear in a very early christian bible yeah Mm -hmm. um the wycliffe bible
1: Uh, i don't know where i was going with that thought thanks
0: uh, anyway, you always get so fascinated with like Catholic. Oh nations, yeah,
1: I get purgatory. why I do get why media uses Catholicism because it has a lot of shit going on. Yeah, very they just made up a lot of stuff.
0: Surprisingly well defined too. Um, like if you wanna yeah. if you wanna utilize a demon, uh, if <clears throat> if you just go through this book, I did this recently with that pro- the project that I just finished. But like if you need a demon that specifically has to do with one negative aspect of humanity mm-hmm. you've got 70 to choose from yeah yeah so um,
1: it's and like and saints and relics and reliquaries and like right. the whole like it's a very specific rituals that the catholic church does like you yeah. wouldn't have the exorcist without without catholicism, catholicism yeah yeah
0: there's a there's actually been a pushback lately in um a lot of uh, genre genre magazine uh, horror magazines. Mm-hmm. A lot of like genre horror magazines are requesting. I I can see it why they're doing it in 2020, but it irks me a little where they say we don't want to see anything. We don't want to see any stories that require faith in a Judeo Christian God to be frightening. So nothing with demons, nothing mm-hmm. with hell, nothing with any of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places are just saying like we're we're sick of seeing <laughs> stories that you have because you know they don't they don't want to just keep supporting the Judeo-Christian viewpoint as the default mode of the world. So they're sure. saying, like, we don't want anything to do with any... You don't have to... We don't want stories that require belief in a Judeo-Christian God. Interesting. Which bugs me because, I mean... Because
1: it's such a rich history and... Yeah. It, yeah.
0: If, if the you, mythology is dense. I get not liking... I'm not a Catholic anymore. I don't necessarily, I don't even... Mm. I don't like Christianity very much. I don't think it's been very good for the world for...
1: At all, yeah, maybe ever. Maybe you ever. know, like
0: start with the Crusades and work your way to the Inquisition, and it's just not necessarily always the best thing. It's got some interesting teachings, and it's a cool book. But without, Ju- without Judeo Christianity, without without like the Catholic Church and the and and all of all that entails, you don't have William Shakespeare sure you know what i mean like it's it's the people who are like it was actually joe rogan once said he's like i don't think religion's ever produced anything good ever and i'm like that's just a stupid thing to say leonardo da vinci yeah or the the Chapel, yeah like yeah the most expensive painting in the world is a is a portrait of jesus christ you know like um i don't know like a lot of you don't have to like what the church has done but it is a truly rich earth from which to draw art and stories and i don't think that like well we don't think that uh christianity should be like we should just erase this i'm like well you just cut off like this massive treasure and also trove of you're, story you're
1: kind of negating all of the previous religions that predated Christianity right. where they stole all of their gods and mythology and right, folded it in folded into Catholicism. In. Right. So. Like, yeah.
0: You you've removed the greatest villain ever. Lucifer. Yeah. Satan is probably the best villain in the entirety of human history. And you're gonna tell me that I can't use the that villain i mean whatever <laughs> sorry i i get miffed when people uh do censorship bio mission oh you can write anything you want but we don't want to see anything about blah
1: that also pulls up the whole sticky wicket of like so you max you're white i have had are you this, allowed yeah. to then pull from mythologies that are not your own i mean i if- do <laughs> I know I'm saying but like according to the quote unquote rules of these yeah. publications a lot of people would get they mad about be this like sort of oh you can't write this though because you're white and this isn't your religion. I have not seen anything I'm about just,
0: cultural appropriation y type stuff but I've seen stuff adjacent. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: I'm just saying it's like a
0: Yeah, there is socially weird time. Gray,
1: yeah. There's
0: I yeah, it, yeah, but that's something that I don't like. But I'm glad that you are interested in all of the minutiae for storytelling and artistic purposes of the snarled world of Christianity. So, tell us about Maman.
1: So, here is from that book um, In Occult Lore, a fallen angel now ruling in hell as one of the archdemons and prince of tempters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the dictionary, dictionary infernal. Um,
0: I remember Maman being a lot about greed, like greed, uh, avarice.
1: The name Maman. Translates to riches from Aramaic. Yeah, and they're saying that in um, Matthew six twenty four and Luke sixteen thirteen that when they say riches, like where you cannot serve God and riches at right. the same time, yeah. they were they're saying that that's quote unquote mammon. Yeah, um, so you can't serve he, this.
0: You can't God faithfully serve God and also be slavishly serving greed, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he, I believe, Mimon is occasionally actually the, the demon devil. of
1: avarice. Yeah, right. um, he's equated with Lucifer, Satan, Beelzebub, and even Nebuchadnezzar.
0: Oh, so oh,
1: interesting. I, I know so that it doesn't say anything I about think, him being son of. I
0: think Milton can, like, conflates him with Lucifer at one uh, point. Where he Milton just uses, is mentioned here. Is he? Yeah.
1: Give me one second. Paradise Lost. Yeah, Mammon led them on, Mammon, the least erected spirit that fell from heaven, e'en in, in heaven. His looks and his thoughts were always downward bent.
0: Oh, gotcha. So he's not he he's not he's Lucifer like in a, Paradise Lost, yeah, but he's no. like the lowest demon in Paradise Lost. Yeah. yeah. See, dude, Milton knew his shit. That's pretty obscure stuff. But uh, yeah, that is this is one of my favorite things is when we did uh, when we did Hereditary, we cracked out the book. Oh, Payman. Yeah. Payman. We we actually it's
1: it's so interesting to me when they take a lesser demon like that and then try to make him somebody like really interesting or important. And he's he's actually more interesting and important. Than the devil. No, no, no. Like, the actual, like, demon as it is in mythology is way more interesting than, like, making him son of the devil. Yeah. Oh,
0: Maman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maman on his own is cooler than, like, he's the antichrist, basically. Not the... Yeah, he's the son of the devil. He's Jesus's dark parallel. Um, One of the things I loved in Hereditary and one of the things I love about Constantine, actually, is after we got done with the hereditary episode i think my brother got me a copy of um the lesser key of solomon mm. which is all like old school ritual magic yeah. and there's a ritual to payment in there and going through it we we're looking you and i were looking at the magical the, isn't
1: that um the golden dawn is that them no who created the
0: lesser oh. key of solomon the king solomon himself king solomon allegedly oh is that
1: a john d creation either no oh
0: no the lesser key of solomon the king allegedly comes from i think it's called salamic it's from salami it's supposed to be from salami it's supposed to be from (laughs) solomon it's supposed to be like this ancient magic um and it was actually translated and updated by none other than alistair crowley
1: okay that's where i was yeah
0: yeah so oh yeah he worked he was one of the people who worked on translating it to modern times and into english um although they do have the original Uh, incantations in this book as well, but we were looking through this book and the, in Hereditary, the sigils and the magical circle Mm -hmm. and the markers or the, uh, there's another word for markers, but it's like the... um The the little like motif. The the little bits and pieces Mm -hmm. are all... 100% 100% accurate Ooh. and that's like This weird thing that we see in Constantine Where like somebody on set Good job Ari Aster I know, dude. And good job Francis Lawrence That'll take <laughs> us out of 2005's Constantine it is one of our favorite movies Probably yeah yeah we love Love this movie Check it out check out the comics it's all Good And if you like us and like what we do, if you like the show, there's another version of the show. I guess you don't have to
1: like us. Yeah. You like the show. We're
0: pieces of shit, but the (laughs) shit we say is really fun and entertaining. (laughs) Uh, There's another iteration of the show I do with my friend Carl Hartley, who I miss desperately.
1: (laughs) I am a poor. Stand in for Carl.
0: You, I'm, I'm playing to our strengths now. Though I'm like picking, I'm gonna start <laughs> picking like witchy, occulty movies or movies that you and I have a long history with. Um, but if you like what we do, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slashQuillAndFilm. Q U I film, D F I L M. Full length, bonus episode, shout outs on the show. Shout outs on the show sound a little something like this. Thank you from the bottom of our black little occultist hearts. Thank you, Brian Jackson, Connor Sweeney, Daniele Hartley, David Rowney, Jeffrey Morgan, Carl Hartley, Casey Shibe, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Kevin Ramirez, sister Sarah Hartley, and finally, that mo- that wisest of sages, William Rockwood. <laughs> Um, and if you have any questions or comments, if you think Constantine is bullshit, if you think Hellblazer and Constantine are absolute geniuses, if you are a practicing occultist or have tried ritual magic, drop us a line at measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to get out of here because we kept you way fucking longer than I was intending and Bert oh, has yeah. a, Bert has a brand new computer that she wants to play I with. Do. So, uh, we love you all and, uh, stay tuned. We'll talk to you next week and we'll talk to you over on patreon.com/quillandfilm we're doing another epi- we're doing an episode for patreon this week so you got lots coming from us stay tuned check out all the things and bye